welcome back to Cast Your Burden. So I hope you guys are all having a great week. Uh, First things first, I never want to make a podcast when I know that God needs to get me together. Like, for real. I never want to come on here and not give it my all. So that's first things first. So this week, I want to talk about adjusting your attitude so my aunt came in town and we had a good talk yesterday um if you don't know if you know me then you know but if you don't know me i was living in la for about three years and i just recently relocated to Knoxville, Tennessee, technically Granger County, Tennessee. I'm not even in Knoxville. I work out in Knoxville, but I live in Granger County with my family. Uh, Long story short, they retired, they bought land, and they built a home. I originally wasn't supposed to move out here, but I know God was leading me out here, and I followed Uh, I try to fight it tooth and nail, nail and tooth, however that goes. I try to fight it. Um, Basically, I was like, Lord, you'd have to show me at least like 10 signs that you want me to move out here. And the last sign I asked him to show me, he literally got it right on the T. It was so specific. And so I moved out here. Now, I also want to just be very transparent because I actually haven't really talked about this at all, maybe to some of my closest friends, but this has definitely been the hardest transition thus far of my life, Uh, mainly because I've been, like most of us, planning my life out for at least 10 years now, right? Um, so I originally from Vegas and I moved to LA about three years ago and I mean I planned my whole life and my career around living in LA so and the funny thing is I write a lot I, I journal journal a lot and during those three years it was maybe about a year and a half I started to write that maybe LA wasn't the place that I wanted to end up for various reasons uh, that I won't get into now but maybe in the future but I still wasn't ready to leave when God had pulled me out of LA now I do want to make something clear when you're a believer when you become a believer in Christ there are a lot of passages uh, in the word of God where Jesus says follow me and immediately says immediately they start to follow Christ. Not a week later, not a day later, but immediately. So when I gave my life back to Christ, when I rededicated my life back to Christ in February, I knew in that time that he wanted me to relocate. I just didn't know where and I didn't know how soon. So um, the more I talked to my parents and stuff, the more I was like, hmm, maybe he wants me to relocate to Tennessee. So again, I was like, okay, Lord, I prayed about it. And I was like, well, if you want me to really relocate to Tennessee, you know, give me the sign. So we did that. And up until I moved, I still wasn't 
ready it was still very bittersweet for me um and i've been here since june 1st we've been here since june 1st and there's a lot that's changed i mean i was on my own for about mm, say man eight to nine years i was on my own and so when i moved I had to start all over. I started my uh, career over. I ended up getting a full-time job. I started that almost two and a half months ago, and um, I now live with my parents. Um, and I'm talking about this because it's important. When I moved, I felt like I was taking a step back. Like I felt like I'm like, man, like I'm starting over. I really don't want to move to Tennessee I mean I'm walking in obedience because I know that this is what God wants for me but I really didn't want to move to Tennessee I didn't want to give up what I had for my life and if I'm being completely honest I still am having a problem letting it go um there's been days where I will just break down crying there's days where I If I'm being honest, like there's days where I want to move back to LA and it's not saying that I couldn't move back to LA, but when it comes to having faith, as long as you have faith as small as a mustard seed, that's enough faith. So although my flesh wants to move back to LA, although my flesh wants to set out to fruition in a sense of what my flesh planned for my life I, I'm understanding that from a spiritual standpoint that whatever God has for me is better than what I'm ever going to have for myself and even when I say that I don't always believe it but I know it's true right so My aunt and I were talking yesterday, and you just know when, like, especially when you both, when when you're talking to another believer, spirit recognizes spirit, and so the Holy Spirit will know what to say to you in the moment that you need to hear it. And even just in general, y'all all all know, like, it's that one auntie or your mama or your daddy or that friend who's always going to tell you. Maybe not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And also, they're going to relate to you. So, you know, my aunt was talking to me about her life and how she moved um, from home. And it was a total shock to her. Like, she... It was a lot for her. And we were talking and stuff, and I started to get emotional because I didn't really say much. I haven't really said much to anybody. Um, I said a I've talked to my parents about some things. However, I, I know that what I'm going through, is a lot of it is going to have to be with me and God. Um, but the things she was telling me in her life was so imperative for my healing and imperative for my spirit. Because I can't... Let me backtrack. Because although... 
we don't know although i cannot see what god is doing fully in totality i know that it's going to be for my good and that's what she was saying she was saying that although at the time it wasn't joyful at the time she wasn't necessarily happy walking in obedience yet it matured her in christ it matured her relationship in god and god has to refine us as his children as believers god has to take us out of comfortable situations and he has to truly make a new life within us and that's not always easy half the time if not most of the time it's going to hurt and you're gonna cry and you're gonna be heartbroken um if i'm being honest i thought i was heartbroken over a relationship no way like for those that know me and what god is showing me is that my career has been number one in my life for a very long time and God has shown me that it's become an idol, I would always make a joke and I'd be like, my longest relationship is my career. And all jokes have truth to them, right? And so I knew it was true, but I didn't know to what extent that my career meant so much to me. I mean, I found my identity through my career. And so we were talking last night, me and my aunt, and she was telling me, that once she adjusted her attitude, that God got, had to get her attitude right, then things started to turn around for her. And when she said that, I got to catch in my spirit because she was so right. I mean, I've been here, but I haven't really been here. Like, I've been trying to be as present as possible, but if I'm being honest, I'm still holding on to what I had planned for my life and what I think that I deserved and what I work so hard for and honestly it's all about me 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 but as believers um in Colossians 3 1 through 3 it talks about setting our minds on things above not on earthly things for we died and our life is hidden in Christ and that's such a hard concept to, to understand like even when the, the the word of God says if you lose your life for my sake, you will save it. But if you basically want to save your life, you will lose it. And these are hard scriptures to swallow because it's blatant that once we become believers, our life is not our own. It was bought at a price. And so for me, that's hard for me to accept. I'm like, well, it's my life and it's about me and it's about me. And God's like, but it's not, you know. One thing that I know for a fact that's been going on while I've been here is a lot of healing. Um, not just in my personal life, but also in my family dynamic. Um, it's actually been very beautiful. Not in a sense of it felt good, but it's been beautiful because there's been a lot of restoration and although God has been blessing me you know through my career what sticks out to me is healing Um, because while I was actually driving cross-country I was just talking to God in my car praying and 
he kept telling me healing, healing, healing. And I remember calling my mom and I was like, man, God keeps telling me there's going to be a lot of healing and it's just going to be beautiful. And I'm going to be real with y'all. Through the healing process, it's been, (laughs) it's been painful. Um, Again, there's been times where I have just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried till I could not cry anymore. And it's like, it's as if God is breaking me open and cleaning out all the toxins, if that makes sense. And I feel it. And although... I don't know what he has in store for me while I'm here in Tennessee with my family and even just as an individual. I know that I made the right decision and I know that he continues to confirm that I'm supposed to be exactly where I'm at. There will be times where I'll look on Instagram and I'm like, man, like I'm happy for my friends, genuinely happy. But there's times where I'm like, wow, like I could be doing that or man, I was doing that or wow, if I stayed in L.A., this and that and this and that. But what God has to remind me is that was my will for my life and it was centered around me, if I'm being honest, and my acclimates and people praising me and people saying girl chase your dreams and there's nothing wrong with having goals there's nothing wrong with having dreams but when you come into a newness in Christ it is no longer you who lives but Christ who lives in you so Your mindset starts to shift. It's Your mindset starts to be renewed um, into God's desires. And that's not saying that God won't grant you the desires of your heart. That's not saying that. But what I realized is my dreams were really centered around me and my identity and my, um, again, accolade, accolades and you know, not really centered around Jesus Christ and his glory. And I didn't have a heart to even ask him, what is it that you want me to do to glorify you so people can see you through me and not see me? And that's one of the biggest things that I've been learning while I'm here. And so... As far as the attitude's concerned, if I'm being real, like I told my aunt last night, I was like, I still have my days where my attitude I know isn't where it should be, but God is helping me every day and he's humbling me every day and he's reminding me that His ways are higher than my ways and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And even though I don't understand fully what he is doing, it is going to be for his glory. And it's not going to be centered around me. It's going to be centered around Christ. And 
because it's centered around Christ, people will get to know Christ through me as long as I continuously walk in obedience. And even on days where I fall off, even on days where you fall off, just remember that if you're going through a heartbreak, if God took you from where you're at currently or where you are currently and he placed you somewhere else, just know that he will never leave you for no forsake you. He's gone before you. And know that through all the tears and all the heartbreak and all the uncertainty, God will not leave you. God will not forsake you. And whatever God has planned for you in your life, it'll be more beautiful than you could imagine. And not just for this earthly life. This is such a temporary life, but for the life to come. Your eternal life, your eternal glory. God is preparing you on this earth for what he has for his children once this life is gone. And so I'm encouraging you to keep your eye on the prize. And even if you look to the left and you look to the right, regain your focus and remember to focus on Christ no matter how hard it gets. Until next time. Thank you.